0: you are listening to talking home renovations with a house maven is it time to renovate your house but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing this is an educational and entertaining podcast that will ease your fears or maybe you just love hearing about home renovations like i do i am your host catherine mcphail I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. On the show, I interview other architects, vendors, contractors, and homeowners to gather tips and stories about home renovations, we can learn about materials, systems, sustainable practices, what to expect, what to avoid, and how to make the most of the money that you'll spend on your renovation. My guest this week is Wendy Brown, who is an architect working and living in Western Massachusetts. She prefers to use the design build method for her projects in her work. She focuses on passive survivability, which is making decisions and choosing materials that enable buildings and communities to be more resilient in the face of climate change. We talk about this a bit in the episode, along with her experience renovating an 1874 house over the past 24 years. She has a lot to teach us, and I hope you enjoy it. So welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you. You live in Western Massachusetts in an 1874 house that was originally owned by the someone who owned a, a wool
1: mill? woolen, a woolen mill. mill, yeah, yeah. 24 years now we've lived here. But the house was built by uh, Abel Kittridge, who was the owner of Kittridge Woolen Mills. In fact, the school in the next town over is named Kittridge. <laughs> so there's uh, several big families here uh, in the history of Dalton. Um, and actually, you can see on an old uh, hand drawing, from 1886, maybe that uh, you could that he would have been able to just walk right across the street and down into the woolen uh, to the woolen mills, and some of the um, houses down the street were uh, mill workers' housing. They're still there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: that that's pretty
0: convenient um, commute. Yeah. <laughs> you happen to own this mill, <laughs> so that's where they made fabric. I mean, they made wool fabric there. Or right. Did they have yep. a lot of the uh, fleece, or did you find? Wool in your walls? No, I'm just no, we didn't. They, no, insulated with that. No, no.
1: <laughs> too bad though because it is an energy hog still. Even, is it still even with everything we've done? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So tell me about your your history with house. So, well, we got the house. Um, you know, we went to see it, uh, and my husband really, really liked it. It was a little too much money for us, and then we went to see it again six months later. They had dropped the price because, two reasons, they were not going to replace the roof, and they sold off a little piece of the property next door, so the price was lower. Now, I still wasn't, uh, (laughs) you know, so sure, because it's not my style, high ceilings and gigantic windows, and it just wasn't my style, but I thought, okay, I can do this. Uh, So we bought it, and um, the family who lived there before lived there 33 years, Seven kids, we mm. on, we only have two, <laughs> so we have a lot of extra space. But unfortunately, that means you end up filling it with so furniture true. and and even building supplies because there's no garage. So is this what's what's the style of the house? It's it's kind of tricky. It's I I would describe it as kind of a combination of colonial revival and Italianate. Um, mm. It has some Italianate details, but the sh- the form of it is more colonial revival mm-hmm. um, it's got a you know a center hall center hall wide center hall with a curved staircase and a front porch with columns and but a flat roof on top and some brackets that were taken off in the 70s when they put vinyl siding on it mm. we had to recreate those um, and we're not done yet <clears throat> That's one of bracket. the things. So yeah. It sounds pretty awesome actually, but
0: it's not your style. What's your not what really. would you say your style is?
1: Yeah, I would say a little more cozy or homey, not so big, I guess. Mm. You know, it's not yeah. gigantic compared to now I mean it's 3000 square feet, which is more than four people need. Um <laughs> That's pretty In big. In our case, I, yeah. I, there's I, a lot. I of heard
0: that um if you have a house that's over 3000 square feet, so you're right on the edge. But that's when you need to hire someone to clean your house for you because you can't. <laughs> that's what they say anyway. You can't keep up with it if it's over three thousand.
1: Hmm. Yeah, hmm. maybe we should do that. <laughs>
0: anyway, um, anyway, so uh, a curved staircase. So I'm just I, I'm hoping that you'll send some photos so we can see what that.
1: Yeah, you can I'll send some the, photos now. The staircase. I was thinking, you know, while I was thinking about what to to mention. The staircase is one of the things we eventually have to work on because it's covered in layers and layers of paint, but it's been dinged up as you can imagine with the previous seven kids from the other family and then ours and just years of um it's it's just dinged up and has lots of thick layers on it and still has the carpet runner from when we moved in. Wow. Part of the reason yep. I kept that is cuz the cats scratch it and they're not ruining it. So Oh, well, that's the thing. With
0: I, with pets, I always think we can't have nice things. Right. This is why we can't have nice things. Right. They just keep. And then I don't know when the moment will be. When will that moment be where you can have a new carpet runner yeah. or know. a white couch or something? Right. Yeah. 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 Probably There's just run. so many
1: other things ahead Ahead of yeah. us, you know, priorities. What's, what's been your biggest challenge with your house? You know, it's one that uh, we just started delving into a few years ago, which is the vinyl siding from the seventies. And mm. so, you know, they didn't do a lot of quirky things or, or terrible things to the house over the years. Um, they took out smalls and added some walls and a little bothersome and not, you know, like they separated the kitchen into two rooms and one is the laundry room, which means you have to kind of walk through the laundry room to get almost anywhere on the first floor. Mm. So that's in our minds to fix, but of course it's fine the way it is, it works. <laughs> so, um, but one thing they did do uh, was to put vinyl siding on it. And not only that, we, we've been taking it off gradually and painting it and refurbishing the siding. They also either allowed or, or didn't know uh, the the contractor to cut off the sills, cut off the drip cap, cut off all the brackets, get rid of a lot yeah. of the trim. Yeah, that's um, the big problem. Yeah. So of course we didn't know how extensive that was until we started taking the vinyl off and um it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal. The siding is amazing. You know, I've I've taken a lot of it back to bare wood and the grain is so dense, you know, it's great. Um and it's just pine, so it's but it's still really strong. You know, it's true. The old growth pine really is a mm. lot different than what shows up today.
0: That is very true. It is also true that the vinyl siding—they just cut off the edges of the anything that was In extending beyond, and any kind of detail with the windows. It's the same thing. My house—we took off the siding, and they had modified every single window, which we haven't fixed. We added a bunch of brackets back, but it's just like there's there's a lot of detail that they do take off. So mm-hmm. that's that's. A, too bad.
1: Yeah and in some cases for instance on the north side which we just started last year they took the drip cap off completely rather than cutting it off. I guess hmm I don't know you you know six one a dozen the other as far as the end result. So on the south side and, and probably the front which we haven't touched much of they just kind of chop and same with the sills. They just kind of so I'll cut it and then chop the rest of the piece off. And we have recreated some of those. So mm. but that I would say is a gigantic task. Mm. I guess the scope of it is is huge and trying to get those pieces recreated. The funny thing was we did the sun porch first. It's a two-story sun porch. And there were brackets on it, of course. And so I had the contractor. I went around, I went to the to the historic website Macris, which in Massachusetts is is called the uh, Massachusetts Cultural Resource Information System. So it's a website that has a lot of historic information. And what I find is that the town historic committees are the ones who a lot of times collect this information on the on the buildings in their town, and then they submit it to the this MACRIS uh, site, so you can go and look up by address or by town or... Even street. Check that out. Yeah. So um, I use it sometimes for code narratives and stuff. So I went on and I looked at a bunch of other houses that were built right around this time in our town. And I drove around and hardly any of them looked the way <laughs> most of them had vinyl on them now. And mm. then I found one that was in a neighboring town that was built just a year or so off. And I thought, hey, I go there all the time. And so I scoped it out. And sketched up a bracket for the contractor to build based on that. And also, I had seen some sills at another house in town who turned out to be a... uh, I said, hey, can... You know, knocked on the door and said, can I measure your your sills and your drip cap? But it turned out to be one of my classmates from high school. So that was great. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. So she said, oh, of course. No, I didn't know.
0: So I I measured
1: the sills and drip caps from her house. And I designed a bracket uh, approximated from this other building so he makes them and he goes around you know all three sides of the sun porch and gets to the very end and takes off some vinyl siding and we could see in the old wood siding we could see the profile of (laughs) the bracket but it was already done and they were already (laughs) was it close to what you would sketch um yeah it was close it was curvier It was curvier Mm. than what I had sketched. So I guess we'll have to figure out once we start replacing some of the brackets in the front and other pieces, you know, how if I try to match. The sun Mm. porch was added, too. The sun porch was not original to the house. It was added probably about 20 years after the house was built. Okay. It seems like they did a lot of things to it about 20 years after, 20 to 30 years after it was built. So is
0: that the, still the same original owner, or did they sell it at
1: that point, you think, it's a new You know, owner. I can't recall. I feel like I had a decent history. Even when we bought the house, someone from on the historic committee sent us some inf- some extra information, which was nice. Just, was nice. you know, oh, I thought you might want to know this. So, and I, it's been a while since I looked at the, the years of who owned it and when, but I don't think we have the whole history, but,
0: mm. so... so- what kind of lessons have you learned from
1: working with this older house? Well, so one of the things that happens to me as an architect, I guess, is trying to figure out how much to, um, you know, when replacing materials like light fixtures or even columns on the back of, of the house, how much to go, f- how far back to go. And, and I, need, I need it to be the style that I can live with, but I also want to respect the historic nature of the house. So for me, that means um, taking a lot longer to decide <laughs> um, mm. on what, you know, different things to choose. For instance, we built the back porch and the walls and columns are still holding it up. And I haven't decided whether to use wood, authentic wood columns, or PVC.
0: Mm. Well, and so, so what's holding it up now? Just
1: the old columns? No, no, the um we built walls for the screen porch, and oh, a you column, built walls, yeah, yeah, so mm. a column at the end of the ridge, so yeah, it's being held up, but <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the p v c yeah.
0: that is always a big question because, I mean, to be honest, the new materials p v c is a lot lower maintenance, but at the same time, it looks like plastic, and obviously isn't what was there, so it is a tough one, yep, same yep. thing with siding, yep. like I don't know why we want to take the siding off of houses, but we meaning architects i think we do and we want to kind of i personally feel like i would like to let the building breathe again even though maybe that's not even reasonable but it creates a huge it's a huge can of worms taking the siding
1: vinyl siding off the vinyl yeah so i mean for me this particular house it's not supposed to have vinyl siding you know well, i so some houses i think most houses you know built you know before the what 70s
0: I would say isn't supposed to have vinyl siding.
1: Yeah, I mean it it definitely I understand the choice, but this particular house and a lot of them, a lot of the old historic houses just you know, they weren't meant to have vinyl siding. And um so the weird thing was that we found out from the previous the owners that we bought it from. The husband said to my to my husband, I found out later, he said Oh well, back in the seventies, you know, we we got a couple painters over here to look at it and give us a price, and one of them said, "Have you thought of vinyl siding?" <laughs> so the painter, the painter, got him to do suggested it. vinyl siding. So that's how maybe how badly they didn't want to paint it. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: well, it probably it was <laughs> a lot of would have been a lot of work, but you would think that was his business? Maybe he'd want to. That's get what. It anyway. Yeah. Well yeah. who knows. So, so they put this they put the vinyl uh, the previous owners put the vinyl
1: siding on. Yep. Yep. So it's been there probably almost fifty years now.
0: Hmm. Is there anything that you would do differently than you did it the first time?
1: Well, there's one thing we did replace four windows at one so we've replaced some windows. Some were put in the seventies. We replaced those with more similar, although I do have a big picture window, which I know they didn't have back in eighteen seventy four. Um replace some with more similar uh, to the style, and then a few years later, we, we added four more. So one was for the bathroom, which was a vinyl window at the time, and three room, three windows in um, my son's room. Well, I got the order from the window company, and I kind of, you know, I, they show the diagram of what it's going to look like, and I was, you know, didn't pay too much attention to it. The previous windows were two over two with a vertical division. Mm -hmm. And I wish I ordered that because I ordered a four over four, like the rest of the house, and the proportions are not right. (laughs) Yeah, They're too wide, you know, and who knows who's going to notice it. You know, a lot of times the details, uh, other people don't notice it. But But you do. So I wish, um, you know, so looking at the the exact proportions of a window, especially if you're changing it a little bit um, to see if they're, if they're right for the style, so the other uh, one of the other you know things we did wrong, if you will, was the contractor was working on the sun porch renovation, and we were trying to recreate the panel, the panels below the windows, and we just decided to replace all the the trim and the panels, and he said, "Well, what about finger jointed you know trim? It'll cost a lot less," and I said, "Okay." And it was, yeah, finger jointed trim on the exterior is not doesn't hold it's up. It's not very the right well. choice. No, And in okay. fact, so I don't know. I haven't looked into it a whole lot since it was so long ago that we did this. The Windsor One, um, they had trouble with their trim, hmm. where part of it would rot. I don't know if it was uh, Windsor One or not. It's too. It's been too long ago um, that we did that. So, um,
0: so it's rotting already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly, like within a few years it did. Yeah.
0: Mm. So what do you think the, what would, what could you have done differently? Well, not use I would use trim? cedar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Full. It is it is regular lot more expensive. Regular wood cedar. Yep. Lesson learned for sure. <laughs> mm. That's not, that's not a fun one. Nope. Okay. I, there is other stuff. I mean, I, I try to reuse materials, you know, I use salvage materials and stuff, but
0: would you recommend that people try to use salvage materials?
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on, you know, my contractor was willing to do it. Mm. Um, I had laid out uh, in the downstairs bathroom, which was nice and small, been collecting some salvage tiles. And um, I had three different size tiles and five different colors. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted, they were similar. I, I'll, post a, I'll give you a picture of that one, Catherine. So yeah, definitely. I tried out... Through four different uh, arrangements with the dimensions of the bathroom in, in another room. Finally came up with something that worked, and I got a few store bought tiles to, to fill in and store bought tiles around the perimeter. Um, but the rest of it was all salvage, and uh, it looks really cool. That it's good. Um, it cost more for sure for the um, labor, but the tiles were almost nothing because they were salvage tiles, and I got to reuse materials.
0: Yeah, and I bet you love so, it whenever
1: you walk in there. Yeah. 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 It's a one of a kind creation.
0: What about like doors and windows that might have lead paint on them? I always wonder about
1: that. Yeah, I've been um that's that's part of my trouble finding a painter for the house is um I want to do a lead safe certified painter. Um the work that I've been doing, I've been uh collecting, you know, being careful with the lead paint. We have a we had a bathroom door that We replaced, I had a local craftsperson um, recreate the four-panel door that's in our house because of the lead paint. And we had changed the opening a little bit too, so that particular door wasn't going to work. It's it's a tough one because some of the stuff has just so many layers of paint, and I don't know. All I can say is I've been stripping off the paint. (laughs) In some cases, uh, recreating it, like for instance, um, in this same bathroom, the new trim, as you probably know, is all smaller than, even if it's the same profile, it's all smaller. Two Mm -hmm. by fours are smaller, everything's smaller than it used to be. But this bathroom was small, so I was able to use the trim that that they have in the stores now. But I had him also, in addition to recreating the door, uh, recreate a bunch of the trim in anticipation of the other rooms that we were going to renovate now the center hall that i mentioned is so wide that that's where it sits right now (laughs) a stack of custom trim is is in our hallway because our hallways over six feet wide how long has it been there at least a year oh a year
0: that's not bad (laughs) just a year yep okay well i hope you get that installed soon
1: yeah some of it will be it's part of that kitchen you know that they divided up into the laundry room and and um Kitchen. It's part of that project, so.
0: So the kitchen is through the laundry room.
1: Yeah, yeah. The mm. kitchen was probably this amazing, gigantic thing, and um, which you know they put cherry cabinets in. It, it looks really nice for the most part, but like I said, now you have to walk through the laundry room to get kind of most anywhere in the house. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Is it a nice laundry room?
0: Um. Doesn't sound like really. No, news. they
1: well, they left. The only kitchen cabinets that they left are are in the laundry room. Hmm. So there's some nice details, which I'm hoping to recreate eventually in the in the rest of the kitchen.
0: Are you going to take the laundry room out?
1: Yeah, we're going to move it to the butler's pantry. That's the plan, anyway.
0: Okay, that's cool. You have a butler's pantry.
1: So the butler's pantry had a old soapstone sink in it, and um. We took that out and opened up that door to the bathroom instead of the one right off the den. Well, the flooring was partly rotted and partly had a bunch of holes in it from the sink. So we hadn't done anything with it yet. You know, we were working mostly on the bathroom. The person who recreated the door and made the trim for us, he dropped it off. And I said, hey, you want to come see where, where this is going? This is what I'm working on. So he walked into the butler's pantry and peeked in, you know, to the bathroom area. And saw that we had, you know, the floor was all ruined in that section. He was remodeling another house in town that had that same flooring. And mm. he said, hey, I took up all this old wood floor. Do you want it? Wow. So we cu- we got all of that wood floor. It was the same thickness. It was the same size. It was the same finish. Perfect. It was amazing. And so then we got, uh, it needs to be refinished, but... Uh, It looks just like the other floor. That's great. How lucky is that? That was another reuse uh, success. Yeah. So it's a small, small area. So hopefully, (laughs) I don't know. Well, hopefully that'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, one of the other things was we had the roof replaced early on and we didn't really, it's a complicated roof. We really should have vetted the person um, a little better, uh, the organization or company. And aside from that, because I think some flashing, I think they didn't properly flash in a couple areas. Um, we didn't put the gutters back on. We we need to put them back on, on most of the areas because the basement, you know, did get a lot wetter. And uh, so we're going to do some ground gutters in some places. And then there's a couple, uh, the porch and the bay window in the dining room that definitely need their own real, you know, gutters at the soffit so what's a ground gutter it's a drainage system that is similar to what you know you might put drainage at the at the bottom of your foundation but rather than we have a stone foundation Mm -hmm. rather than digging all the way down um, you can do it up higher and still have some some good effect like a french drain right kind of like a french drain up near your uh, foundation okay so we're going to do some of those in the spring
0: we took all our gutters off too I don't know how many years ago now. And this summer we had a couple floods in the basement. So we definitely need mm. we definitely need some gutters in some places. So it's hard to get anybody to come out, though, especially after a flood. You know, after a flooding time, yeah. people, a lot of people are needing gutters, I guess. Or maybe everything's just hard right now.
1: I think everything is, yeah, yeah just hard right now. So um, we had our basement flood, and it was the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... About over about 24 hours' time, all all three of us noticed. Actually, there were four of us. My daughter was still here just after college. And we all kind of noticed that, that the hot water wasn't very hot, but we didn't necessarily tell each other or talk to each other about it. So then the next morning, someone goes and it's like, wow, the water wasn't hot at all. And looks down in the basement, and there's about 18 inches of water oh, in the basement. no. Yeah. It was terrible. So, we quick set up some uh one pump that we had, and then uh some siphons, and called the water department to try to help us with a bigger pump and yeah,, Jeez, so there was a bonus to that though, because we we ended up cleaning out our basement and getting rid of a bunch of old wall you know non bearing right, walls non bearing and non bearing walls and um they got rid of some of the asbestos, yeah, that was pretty disastrous, a foot and a half of water for you know for probably a couple of days we didn't you know yeah
0: yeah that's bad
1: yep it was all right that'll be <laughs> it's
0: just a bummer when the basement's flooded it's a morale problem for, yeah, for me it
1: was really it was really sad yeah yeah, yeah to have that much water in our home
0: <laughs> yeah water can really do a lot of damage and then of course the mold loves the water and it's just guts it's just overwhelming sometimes. The whole mold, water right. thing in the houses, old houses. For sure. Well what do you think now after living there for twenty four years? Is it your style now? Have um, you gotten to feel like it's more like home?
1: Hmm. There are my favorite places there. I like the sun porch. It's really sunny. And the den is very cozy. And the back porch I love. We built the back porch. There was a tiny little back porch there with no shade, and it was so hot, and the den was so hot, it was like 90 degrees in the summer, and because the west sun would come in, the back uh, door, which was a slider, and so we built a bigger porch with a roof, and um, the den is comfortable now, the back porch is beautiful to sit out there, so that's one of my favorite places. I Yeah, it's...
0: It's tall it's, ceilings are tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the dining room is big and gigantic. You know, I feel like if I change the wallpaper, it might feel a little more warm and cozy there. It's it's blue, old fashioned with the you know kids playing or it's like a print, a giant print, you know, the old school. Mm. Giant is it
0: the original? Um from when you moved in? Probably yes, not original it, original. it is
1: from when we moved in, but it's yeah, not the original from Wow, there were some fun wallpapers we found. <laughs> mm. <laughs> those were some yeah. of the things. So some of the things we did right was we refinished a bunch of floors before we moved in. And we sent got the electrician to rewire the house up to code before we moved in. So those, those worked out well. We still have a few hardwood floors left to do. But that was really good to get that under our belt. So we didn't have to do that while we were living there.
0: You must have been really young when you bought the house I mean you don't have to tell me how young you were, but no. I mean at least did you have any kids when you moved well in i there? was
1: I was expecting when we moved in i um my daughter you know we lived here for three months and she was born. actually, I bought my first house when i was twenty five by myself mm. up, up in the in the hill towns there um, and lived there for a few years so
0: well, I just feel like um Young architects have a lot of idealism perhaps. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. <laughs> but um I think the like the 54-year-old me would make different decisions than the than the 30-year-old me, but maybe not. I'm still a sucker for an old house that looks like it needs help.
1: Well, that's the tricky thing about old houses. I mean the, the I'm not sure we would have made a different decision. If you are looking, you know, I mean, this is generally people gonna listen that are that are doing home renovation, so they already have a home, but you know, they might get something in the future where they uh want to renovate an old house or are thinking about it. Um for instance, my sister, she was looking at houses, she said, Can I turn this into a French country style? <laughs> it was a um split level ranch. Um mm. I said, You can somehow, you know, we could figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, to, so to think about, you know, for instance, do you want to, you know, you can buy a hundred year old house. Are you just going to cover it with siding? And maybe that is, you know, a decision to weigh when you're thinking about purchasing a house. How, how much do you want to, um, respect the history of the house versus, um, just get in and change a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah. We're definitely trying to respect the history of this house, you know, even to the extent of getting it back to what it looked like on the outside. Are you planning on staying there for much longer? That's the plan right now, although we have a property uh, down the street that I want to do a net zero house on. And then we have another property farther down the street that's bigger that I want to do we have an op we have a bunch of options for that one. So I wouldn't mind moving again. My husband says he's never going to move again. So <laughs> let's just say it's okay. undecided at the moment. I'd like to turn into a bed and breakfast someday, but
0: yeah, it seems like it would be big enough, yeah. especially after your kids. I think move so, out. yeah. Your work is focused on passive survivability. Yes. So what is what is what is
1: that? It's a bit <laughs> it's a bit a bit off architecture topic, but um, of course, our buildings that we live in are all—they're all part of, uh, of our survivability. So, aside from focusing on uh, the building itself being able to survive power outages or uh, storms or high winds or flooding, I'm also focused on our—you know—the community being able to survive that and people's land, you know, we planted a bunch of fruit trees this summer, just to think about the possible things that are going to happen, um, with climate and to make your environment, you know, your own home and your community, uh, have a better chance at surviving, uh, those changes, you know, goes from the beginning, uh, of even the choice of a site, you know, whether it's in in or near a floodplain or whether it has a good slope, whether you can walk to town to get food versus, you know, you always have to drive 20 minutes to get food. So to me, my thinking kind of expands out into the community and, and those type of choices.
0: Hmm. So where could people learn more about your work? What's your Instagram?
1: It's Terra Design Build, T-E-R-R-A. Yeah. And that's the
0: name of your company? Yes.
1: Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts for anybody? Can I do a final thought that's not related to my... <laughs> sure. Well, we need more tradespeople. And that's true. I'm seeing, you know, there's a push for college that's awesome. I think it's great that, that we're trying to make more college more accessible to, to everyone. There are some kids that want to be in trades. And I'm seeing some parents discouraging that and Working with your hands is really rewarding. Working in the physical environment and seeing things get built and, and uh accomplishing something right in front of you, you know, it's really rewarding. And it can be a really valuable profession. So That's
0: very true. Yeah. I do think people just think that college is the way is the better way to go without really thinking it through too much right. about the individual right. people, kids.
1: I don't know what the solution is to needing more trades. I know we need more people in the trades all over the country. So, I like I said, totally not related to – I mean, it's in a related. way, it is related to home renovations. How are you going to have as many choices and as many people to, to come? You know, everybody knows it's difficult to get someone to come to your house and even give you a price to do something. And That's anyway, true.
0: That's true. And there's a lot of opportunity, I guess, for people who decide to become plumbers or electricians or carpenters. Yeah, there's a lot of work. For sure. Thank you, Wendy. The little, house is lucky to have you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I would say that's true. We're trying to, you know, we're doing trying to do right by it. Thanks for listening. I hope you subscribe to this podcast. If
0: you don't, please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And if you have time to write a review, that would be so helpful. Please contact me for any reason at The House Maven at TalkingHomeRenovations.com. I love to hear from people. You could also join my Facebook group, which is Talking Home Renovations Together. And I'm on there with a bunch of people who have also been on the show, have been guests on the show, and other architects and homeowners and contractors. And so we can just talk about whatever issues people might have right there in the Facebook group. If you're on Clubhouse, come join me. 10 a.m. Eastern, Saturday mornings. There is so much information on my website, just renovations.com head over there for transcripts episode enhancements other information if you want to be a guest that's where you'll find that information in the application this podcast is a member of gable media which is the largest aec network on the planet check out the other content on the network at gablemedia.com that's g-a-b-l-m-e-d-i-a.com this podcast is a production of my architecture firm Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care.